So apparently, Emily, I shadowed some bingo cards in the last segment. I don't know if you've been looking at, at Twitter. Mailman Matt goes, who had a yayo reference from Trav on their bingo card today? 626 Brewhouse. Trav saying yayo literally made me laugh out loud. And then one more. Porky, never thought I'd see the day I hear Travis say yayo on the radio. So there you go. I like, I like one to keep everybody guessing. That's a new one for us. <laughs> well, I just she she was the one that brought it up. I think everybody thought you meant Coca Cola. Yeah, you felt I just the need to, to specify. Clarify. Yeah, <laughs> just want to make sure that the they know what's going on in the Hebel household. Absolutely. I like this one from um, Gabe O. Yeah, I don't know, but Gabe, uh, Gabe. <laughs> we'll go with Gabe. Sure, Gabe. Um, he says the Bermuda Triangle was terrifying. Oh, as a kid. it's a great yes. one. But I mean, maybe it's real. Who knows? Oh, it is real. Yes. Planes that, it was crash be, and boats sink. But yes, but that's going to be a huge deal in your life. <laughs> that you would have to dodge the Bermuda Triangle at some point in your life right. is not a thing. One more. Debbie writes, uh, if you swallowed a seed from a piece of fruit, a tree would grow it's in done. your stomach. No, you're done. No, the Bluegrass episode. Do. Yeah, that seems nothing you could do. What is it, like the lemon tree just poke itself out of your gut, or well, you had a no, watermelon? And, 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 and the rugrats episode, you just you get really, really big, like almost like you're pregnant, and that's because there's a watermelon inside of you. Yeah. and to cut into you and get it out. Let's try another series. People like this topic. Alan in San Clemente. Al, you're on with Trav and Slee. What's up? Yeah, continuing on your Yayo topic. I thought growing up that random strangers were going to be giving me drugs and candy and drinks. <laughs> Like to poison you or to try to get you to smuggle unknowingly? I don't know. You know, growing up, don't talk to the stranger. Never take candy from a stranger. Well, that's don't good advice. <laughs> yeah, that advice, I think, is still being used, and it's really good advice. Yeah, stranger danger was a big thing. Yeah, yeah. well, yes, and it, and it is good advice, but the getting your food drugged by randos, that, that was never one I really worried about. Like, if I walked away from my... Subway more sandwich. Like, Someone's going to. No, it was more like my... Halloween candy, right? Like that kind of candy. Yeah, you were like worried the, about uh, that. Okay. The okay. Razor yeah. blades or whatever in the yeah. chocolate. Yeah. yeah. No one's going around Jesus. drugging my cold cut combo from Subway, <laughs> like <laughs> lacing it with PCP. <laughs> yeah. Just feel like we're probably okay there. Uh, Lakers have a chance to lock the door, close it out. Um, I think they're going to. I, I think they're going to win the series. I think that they're going to win tonight. I just It's one of those feelings that I think they don't want to mess around with these guys. The, the Grizzlies felt like a much more mess-aroundable team, if that's a word, where you could say like the, the Grizzlies are not going to put together three games that could really put you in a position to where you blow the whole thing. The Warriors, while they're not the Warriors of years past, they still do have Steph Curry. They do have that pedigree. It makes me worried. I think they slam the door tonight because I think AD shows up and is really good again. I don't know what light bulb went off in that dude's head, but he's been terrific for them in this series. Okay, help me understand this because is it because you, you're you worried that if Golden State wins tonight, then it puts some real pressure on the Lakers in Game 6? Yes, that's exactly right. Because what makes you think that I've already I've already gave you my opinion on I think the Lakers are just better than the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. What makes you think they go to Golden State tonight? Then that tells me that as much to do with the Warriors than it does the Lakers. I think that the difference tonight is that the Lakers are going to match the Warriors' energy. Mm-hmm. I think that they know that they can't allow because you you let it slip through your fingers tonight because you have a safety net, right? And which is which is human nature, which happens all the time. Yeah. There's a reason that most of these series do go six or seven games because that's you how can't it is. make up desperation. You, you can't fake it. You you can't fake it. 
I don't want if I'm LeBron James, I'm telling the story, guys. I was down through one of these guys, and they gave us a crack this big, and we walked right through it. And we walked right through it because I was able to do this, that, and the other thing. If they win tonight, the Warriors. Yep. Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, Draymond, all these guys. We just need to get that desperation one more time and get this thing back. Send it back. And everything lands on the Lakers' plate at that point. I don't think that the Lakers are going to play that game. I think you see them. Now, they could lose. They could they could just run into a team that plays better than they are tonight. Lose by five. It, does, it, just, doesn't, it doesn't have to be a 25-point game, 30-point game. But I don't think they want that. Hey, now we have to win game six because going back, can the Lakers win a game seven on the road? Of course they can. Don't even let that be a possibility. Uh, Shut the door tonight and move on to the Nuggets, probably. I have curiosity on what kind of Warriors team shows up because I, I think for the Warriors, I think everything that you just said makes a whole ton of sense. Um, but I think the Golden State Warriors, I think there's also this, this could be it for them. Think about their dynasty and what they've been able to accomplish over the last eight years, ten years. Okay, There is a good chance that if they lost tonight, that 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 trio, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, add that with Draymond and uh, and Steph and Clay, that we never see that again. That's not unlikely. The question I think from the Golden State Warriors is, do you believe that you can beat the Los Angeles Lakers, or do you be or do you think I know they they they're gonna be as confident as they possibly can? But there does come a point where you start saying to yourself, we're not winning the close games. Um, it's demoralizing the way they lost the last game. The Lakers get stops when they who the hell Lonnie Walker came out of no. Now we got to worry about Lonnie Walker out of all players. There does I, I think as every game goes by, it kind of adds to it. I just wonder if the Golden State Warriors are saying to themselves that that there's real doubt. Hey, the chance it's LeBron again. How many times we can't? You know, we sit here and we talk about you got to take the Warriors out there, the defending champs. Well, how many how many Warriors are looking at LeBron and saying this dude again? I mean, the only time we beat this guy is when Kyrie was hurt, when Kevin Love was hurt, or we had Kevin Durant on the team, mm-hmm. right? That I think a lot of it also depends. I think Lakers could come out. They could be aggressive. They could be that. They could be all this stuff. But I think a lot of it depends for me on what are the Warriors look like by the end of the first quarter. they got to get something beyond Steph Curry. This has been the rub for them, right? When they The two games they've been in, it's been because Steph has kind of kept them in it with Steph stuff. That the other games, Clay has been and Clay was good in game two. He was okay in game one. He's been kind of all over the map. Jordan Poole's been dreadful, right? DiVincenzo really hasn't all the guys they have that not we've been impactful. About, all the guys we've talked about on the yeah. other side, whether it's Walker or Rui or Schroeder or Russell or any of these guys, they've all had moments where they've contributed to important wins. The Warriors really have not gotten that, and, and Clay's not a role player. Clay just needs to play better in these Clay next three games. Clay had one game. Yeah, it, he's he has not it. been particularly effective. The Lakers just have more players doing more. The the Warriors have Steph, and that's why I think Steve Kerr is searching. He's trying different lineups. He's trying to go small. He's trying to put go you know, smaller, smaller, right? And it's just I have no other option. The Lakers just need to keep doing what they're doing. Be big, get to the foul line, play really good defense. They have to get Steph going on a ten out of ten, and they have to find somebody else that is a threat. And so far, they haven't been able to do. Yeah, that. Lakers just clearly it's more sustainable what they have. Um, can I jump ahead for a quick second? Sure. Can I pretend that the Finals? Lakers? won this game against uh, the Golden State Warriors, whether it's tonight or it's on Friday. And 
we're looking at, and I'm going to jump ahead as well. I, I think Phoenix will close out, or I think the the Nuggets will close out the Phoenix, close out the Suns in the next game. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Maybe they go seven, maybe they don't. Did you get a chance to catch the Nuggets at all yesterday? Most of it, yeah. Okay, so when we talk about the pedigree of what you need to win an NBA championship, they're missing one thing. They've never won an NBA championship. So that that's the one thing that they're missing. But watching them against Phoenix yesterday, when we talk about the Lakers having the size advantage over the Warriors, Lakers being bigger, stronger, more length, and having depth, real role players, Denver's got everything. They got everything. And if we're, you know, if we're finding ourselves watching Jokic and Anthony Davis in the next round, um, first off, how cool would that be? Right, just that matchup alone. I know everybody kind of wanted, and this well again, Lakers got to finish off the Golden State Warriors. But I am going to jump ahead for a quick second. There was for a brief second, hey, could it be KD and LeBron in the you know in the Western Conference Finals? We are doing that for the chances to play the Golden State Warriors in this round, and we're obviously getting a chance to see it. But watching the Denver Nuggets yesterday, they got length, they got size, they got question. Arguably the best player every single time he steps on the floor. I don't care yep. if Devin Booker's there. I don't care if KD's there. I don't care. The best player every time, every single time he steps on the floor. They got a second guy that knows his role. Jamal Murray doesn't need to take 30 shots. Jamal Murray is a point guard, but Jamal Murray is a really, really good point guard. Mm-hmm. And then they got everything up. You want defense? You want shooters like KCP? You want grind guys like Bruce Brown? You want... Aaron Gordon, you want? They have a real squad. I was just incredibly impressed watching them yesterday. They they look good. I, you you kind of touched on it. I think that the the experience is at the top of the list. That they haven't been in that. Jokic hasn't played in the finals, etc. That that's number one for sure. What they played the seen, Lakers. That's the only thing that they have, right? Western Conference Finals against the Lakers in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. And I give them that because I I think that has actually sure that's decent experience there because yeah. you went against LeBron yeah, and AD. I, I think you're right. And they had big comebacks in that series too. And that um, they came back from three one against the against Utah and uh, the Clippers, Clippers, right? They came back three times in a row in that. Um, What I was getting at is what we've seen over the course of the NBA for the last thirty years is at worst there are a couple of exceptions, but not many. You need to have two guys that are just transcendent. Mm -hmm. You you need two. Right, going going back to Jordan and Pippen and Shaq and Kobe and Kobe LeBron and, and AD LeBron in that twenty twenty championship, Steph and Clay, Steph uh, and KD. You, you you go maybe the Pistons and their run. They didn't have that kind of setup. They were a little bit different. But you had Parker and Ginobili, or you had Duncan and Ginobili. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you, you have at least two guys. Is Jamal Murray one of those guys? I think I think that he's. You're right, Al. He's a good player, but is he? One of those guys? I, I don't know. He has, he has moments where he's great, but you're going to need two guys to be terrific five or six times in a seven-game series to win one of those series. There's no question in my mind Jokic will be that guy. There's no question in my mind Embiid will be that guy. James Harden has not. James, James Harden has moments. James Harden has games. But James Harden has not been, whether as the best player on the team or the second-best player on the team, kind of found a way to be – that good, that often. AD has, LeBron has, Steph has, Clay has, all of these other guys that Kevin Durant has, all of them have done it. I don't know if the the, the Nuggets have that second dude. He, he's he, he's a great candidate for it, 
but I need to see it before I believe it. All right, so let me give you, and if you're saying basically what you're saying, let's say Joker and AD are a wash. Sure. Okay, Let's and let's call it a wash because Jokic is going to do more than AD does on offense. Yep. He distributes, he, do, he does everything. He's I mean, a better offensive player. And he can put up 53 like he did in a game. AD's going to do more than Jokic is going to do on the other side. No doubt. So let's just call those a wash. Let's call the role players, which I don't even know if I, I I'd have Would to you see. Not give a, the slight edge to the Nuggets. Maybe? I do. I was going to yeah. say. I was going to say. I don't know if I could do this to the to the Denver Nuggets because I just I haven't watched enough of their games. But from what I have watched, um, let's say we give them a slight edge because they've been together longer. They got some length, the size, this that. Then the question, I guess, then comes down to the number two player. We could do this coming back because I pulled up the stats for what Jamal Murray's done in the playoffs, what LeBron's done in and the playoffs. And something else could come to an end tonight that we've been looking at every single season for nearly a decade. That's coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Does this go back to uh, one of the Factor Caps? Not Factor Cap. Uh, we had Ask Emily today, and w- the question was, would you rather have uncontrollable sneezing or hiccups for a year? Was that the question that we had? Yeah. Bo Jackson has had hiccups since last July. I don't know why. That according to TMZ. The, the greatest athlete of that I've ever seen, right? What? That Bo Jackson's had hiccups That's since a thing? July. I, I, I've known that you can get them and they don't really ever kind of go away. What if somebody scares you? Maybe. <laughs> I, I would imagine that Bo's tried a lot that of was the only way. To okay, here's it. one. You get to be Bo Jackson, but you have hiccups. <laughs> I'm in. Do I get to be Bo Jackson in the '80s, and I just get it when? Yeah, I'm in, but you have hiccups from then no, till now. Get it from now, <laughs> that's what. Because even being Bo now would be it's pretty a good cool. Life. It'd be pretty cool. But yeah, Bo's had hiccups since that's July. So random. That sounds awful. Emily, you were stepping out. Bo Jackson. There's a story on TMZ Sports that he's had the hiccups since July. Kind of reminded me of the uh, Ask Emily we had. No word on whether he passed on having sneezes for a year. Why do we say bless you for sneezes, but not hiccups? They're both uncontrollable. Worst. My second grade teacher used to call, say, you can say hiccup you is what she (laughs) said we could say. So sometimes I would do that, but. I would think if anybody could just mind over matter it, it would be Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. (laughs) He's losing. He's losing it. Do you have a favorite Bo thing? Because he's a little before your time, right? You were like a really little kid. He he is, but I think it's his, um, wasn't it his 
basically jumping on the wall. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's the, that's the right answer. Where he caught a fly ball yep. running at full speed, like parallel to the wall, but slightly heading towards it. Mm-hmm. And then just and basically like, a lizard. like Spider-Man. Yeah. He just walked on the side of the wall like and walked right off. There's a Mark Gubazo does uh, color for the Angels on their television broadcast was teammates with Bo in Kansas City for a long time, and he said that Bo would bring a, a bow and arrow into the clubhouse, okay. and apparently he was like a master archer, like he could put this arrow wherever he wanted to put it, and he would shoot arrows in the club, like arrows. Not like a toy, like a real bow and arrow. And he would be like, shoot apples off of the top of tables and things like this where there were people all around. That's how. Do you know how many athletes there are like that where there's stories that we we just know them as this person does this? Like, if. Actually, here's a good example. I guess Mookie is a really good bowler, right? Mookie's supposedly a really, really good bowler. Okay, how am I supposed to know that? But then when somebody says Mookie Betts is a really good bowler, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Do you see that Mookie refused to stay in the team hotel the last couple of nights? That he's staying. Is there the, a haunted? He's at the Airbnb in in Milwaukee. That he didn't want to stay with the the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee is reportedly that's the one uh, haunted. And he's like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I've been in there before and heard noises and didn't know what it was. So just better to be safe than sorry. I've heard uh, Lou uh, John Ireland. I think's <laughs> told stories where Lou Williams back in the day. I think Oklahoma City had their. I think they changed hotels. But they had um, they had a hotel that everybody thought was haunted, whatever. And I think Lou Williams was one of those players. That, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, thank you. But you guys go ahead and stay there. Okay. We all don't believe in ghosts until we're encountering <laughs> ghosts. So yeah, I don't fancy myself a ghost person. But this, so I want to read this for you. This is from Bryce Harper. Okay, can we all just agree that Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, that I've been accused of the same thing. Bryce Harper seems to lack whimsy, in my opinion. He's a pretty serious guy, right? Yeah. Bryce Harper does not seem like a guy that's going to, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm make up some ghost stories to see if I can get people to buy it. Here's Bryce Harper talking about the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee. One time last summer before I went to sleep, I laid a pair of jeans and a shirt on that table at the foot of the bed, those things in hotels that you sit on to put on your shoes. I just laid them out, simple as that. When I woke up in the morning, I swear on everything, the clothes were on the floor and the table was on the opposite side of the room against the wall. I was so flustered. I honestly thought there might be someone in my room. I had no idea what the hell had just happened. So I actually looked around, and then I checked to see if the door was still latched, and it was. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm not that's, – that's a good enough story from – I would call Bryce Harper a very reputable source. Yes, that, that makes me believe it more. So – I'm okay now with no longer staying there. I'm with him, and if I'm Mookie, I'm going to an Airbnb as well. Brandon Phillips. Now, are you pissing off the ghosts by not going there? Are they are they taking a trip to your Airbnb? <laughs> okay, so there's there's a story for that, too. I want to read you Brandon Phillips first. Okay. Played for the Reds for a long time. About the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee. We play Milwaukee a lot, but I remember one time I came into the room and I just sat on the bed. For some reason, the damn radio turns on. So I turned it off and got in the shower. When I was done, that mother blanker had turned itself back on again. <laughs> this is one of those. Okay, your first instinct is the radio's malfunctioning. There's okay. like a short. It's turning itself yeah, on. Yeah, Occam's Razor. Right? That, that, that's not working. But this is a third story. We were talking about just leave me alone. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll follow me along. Michael Young, who I know. Michael Young is a casual, friendly acquaintance of mine. Not a, a prankster. Not a joker. Yeah. Okay? Very serious man. Oh, blank that place. <laughs> That's how he opens this, right? 
I'm not someone who spreads ghost stories, so I'm telling you this. It happened. A couple of years ago, I was lying in bed after a night game, and I was out. My room was locked, but I heard these footsteps inside my room stomping around. I'd heard all these stories about this hotel. I'm wide awake at this point. And then I heard it again, these footsteps on the floor. So I yelled out, hey, make yourself at home, hang out, have a seat, but don't wake me up, okay? After that, I didn't hear a thing for the rest of the night. I just let him know he was welcome, that we could be pals, that he could marinate in there for as long as he needed to, just as long as he didn't wake me up. That is the right way to approach it. This this is gonna sound dumb, but I'm I'm yeah, I kinda keep an eye on stuff like this. Anytime you go to it's about maybe three, four weeks ago, I was up in Lake Arrowhead. So my girl, her parents have just a condo up there, but it's a very cabin feel. Cabin feel right out the gate gives me a little bit of like I'm with you. There's ghosts here. There's yeah, it's there's some, all scary yeah. movies start with a cabin. With a cabin. In the woods. There's something with a like cabin. that. Trees everywhere, all that <laughs> some, stuff. Okay? Some youths are being a little bit too uh, frisky. Am- amorous. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there was one moment in the dining room, and there's a little chandelier there. And you know, obviously it's got the, the light switch, everything else. And out of nowhere, the light came on. My girl was in the kitchen. I was over by the TV in the living room. The light just came on. And I didn't do anything. I walked over to her. I said, did you turn that light on? She said, no. She said, did you turn that light on? I said, no. And the rest of the night, it was like, all right, well, uh, what do we do here? One other time over the weekend, it flickered at one point. And then that was it. That's all I need now to mentally think there's somebody in here. Okay, what what is what, Occam's Razor M? That's what is the most likely explanation is yeah. usually the right explanation. Yeah. Could it just be that this hotel has employees that are rabid brewer fans that have set up these things to try to torment people in the middle of the night with their sleep? Could it be that? I don't think so. <laughs> You're going ghosts? Yeah. Those it's, are some committed yeah, uh, but workers. It's, but it's, it's one of those things they kind of indoctrinated. Listen, they, put these guys in this room. This this is the one that you can so, control the radio But don't you just do that with like, hey, don't let the air conditioning work on this 107 degree evening where it's humid. <laughs> it could be That's that. what they do. Yeah, but it's also not, a violation of Bryce Harper if they go into his room and move his stuff around. Well, the, well that, that's that's by far the most alarming one because that's one of those, I know I put that there. I know I didn't wake up in the middle of the night. I wouldn't move a table in the middle of the night. I wouldn't do that. The that's door. Freaky. Somebody could get into your room, right? Theoretically, the yeah. hotel employee. They can't do the deadbolt, the latch from the outside. Yeah. You can't do that. That's the the radio going off. Radio sucks. Okay, some thumping in the walls. I don't know what that is, but they're a person, a ghost, probably not. Table moves in the middle of that's the night. That's a lot. I don't love that. I'm going to stay with Mookie. Can I sleep on your couch? Even the radio stuff. That the radio stuff, I think, is a little bit. That could be I bad, turn like bad you circuit. go out of your way to say I'm turning it off because I know this hotel. I know what it is. Come out of the shower and it's off. If it were unplugged and then it was replugged back in, that would freak me out. Radio on and off, I could, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stay at the Holiday Inn. I'm, I'm going to skip the the. Uh, I do the find Mr. those Hotel. stories fascinating. Like listening to those stories, especially coming from some, it depends who's delivering the story. 100%. And I think what you said about Bryce Harper, his personality, He's who he is, person. his demeanor, the whole thing. Bryce Harper didn't wake up and say, I'm going to tell a ghost story. <laughs> I'm going to go, No. Bryce Harper, something got into his room and messed around with it. Could this be the end of the Warriors, Lee? Could this be the last time we see 
this team. Steve Kerr, potentially. I think the only thing that you could say for sure, unequivocally, Steph Curry is on this team next year. But when it comes to every other roster move, I think that you have to, if you're the Warriors, you have to have that moment like, what are we doing here? We just got beat in the second round. Some of our role players, some of our secondary stars are not as impactful as what they are. Do we re-up them? Do you extend them? Do they accept yep. the options? Like, this could be the end of a legitimate NBA dynasty. Four titles in eight years is a legit NBA dynasty. So there's a couple things that are at play for the Warriors. I think, first off, you got to ask yourself, you can't pay people for what they've done in the past. You can't. If your goal is to continue to win, you can't pay somebody for what they've done in the past. And they're going to have some of those questions to ask about Clay. Some of these questions are going to be coming up. Bob Myers isn't even a guarantee to come back. Yeah, you're right. He's His contract's up at the end of this year, and supposedly he wants to get paid out, and there is no guarantee that the Golden State Warriors are going to pay him out. Um, this could be the end. And if there's one thing that the Warriors have done brilliantly that we don't talk enough about, think about they've had the three. It's been Clay, Steph, and Draymond. That's not enough, I think, to win a championship in this whole circle. What they've done right is... Now, you mean? Just in general. Okay. Andre Iguodala was also oh, sure. a part of it. Harrison Barnes was also a part of it. When Harrison Barnes went, KD came in, right? Okay. KD went. People didn't kind of pay attention, pay too close of attention. When Harrison Barnes went out, they ended up getting D'Angelo Russell. When they got D'Lo, they ended up using him in a sign-and-trade for Kevin Durant. Yeah. Oh, right. Or right, actually, right. no. Yeah, yeah, that's that's who they got from there. Then they used D'Lo for Andrew Wiggins. Yep. They have been able to kind of keep it together but just work on the outside. But the outside is so critical to their infrastructure. No I just – one thing with the Golden State Warriors is, again, are you going to pay people for what they've done in the past or are you going to just start saying, guys, this has been an incredible run. Steph is the core. Everything else, we, we, we question what you do from there. It's the hardest thing for an executive to do. Right, so if you're Joe Lacob, if you're Bob Myers, if who's ever in that meeting room, right, the making those decisions that are made at the very top of the organization, these guys have been they've taken the Warriors from a team that was just one of the teams in the NBA to the Golden team State in the NBA. How many years were they going with no Nowhere. success? Nowhere. They they were they were laughably bad for yeah. the vast majority of my life. Right, they were the model organization for the last ten years. Nothing lasts forever, and you'd rather be a little early than a little late on this, right? And and that's the question. And they won a championship last, last season. Year. They they were in the mix. They're getting beat by a very good Lakers. Team I was going right to say, what if just hypothetically? Yes. All right, they just yes. make a couple changes. You need a little bit more size, whatever it is that that's you figure out with the Lakers. You have to ask yourself, right? You could potentially just say, all right, we just ran into a good Lakers team. We got beat by the team that won the whole thing, mm -hmm. and we gave them a fight along the way. Run it back with those tweaks around the edges, like we're talking about. But let's do it again. Don't blow it up. Clay, Steph, Draymond, and the 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 nuts and bolts of that team is more than good enough. We need to fix the edges, but run it back. What if it's what if this is the end? But and I have then a you feeling, run it back and it's worse. I have a feeling that that's not going to happen. That they're going to run it back. You think they are? Or that I, I don't not? think they're going to run it back. Who I think goes? there'll be some changes. Who goes? I think the question is going to be, how much are you willing to pay Clay? And um, it's Clay's option, it's his option, right? I think it's his option, but I think he's due for he has a opportunity to get a, another four year extension or a four year max or whatever it is. Okay, what are you going to do? Is Draymond 
do you want to move on from the Draymond world? Or is this right? Clay seems the one that's most interesting because he would be due the most amount of money. Find out. Draymond's most valuable where he is. There are other places where he could be effective, but Draymond, Draymond's deal, you know how much I like talking about people's deal, yeah. Draymond's deal is far less tolerable outside of the Warrior infrastructure. Dray- Draymond punching teammates in the face is not going to work other places. Draymond getting suspended and How about that's out how games. their year started? Their well, year look, started with that. There's something up with Jordan Poole. I don't know exactly what it is, but he does not look like the player we saw a year ago. He looks like a totally different guy. And he also looks like he might be a player that just wants, can I get out of here? I already got paid. And he didn't he help to, himself with his value. No, and he wants to play. I get yeah. that, and he's not playing right now. I understand. What his starter minutes when he was a starter versus coming off the bench is significantly different. At least a portion of the NFL schedule came out, and get ready for a lot of one player in particular. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, we got now the talk of uh, phobias as a child and all hiccup radio. Okay, we Bo Jackson has had hiccups since July. We found that out after Emily was asked whether she'd rather have hiccups for an entire year or uncontrollable sneezing for a year. Apparently, Sal has had, uh, maybe not for a year, but for quite some time. Sal, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Sal? Hey, guys. Enjoy the show. Listen to you guys every day. Thanks, Yeah, bro. About, a, a little, about a little over a year ago, um, I had hiccups for about a week. Um, after the, about the fourth day um, is when it gets miserable because you can't eat much. You can't really sleep. So after about the sixth, fifth day, my wife was like, you got to go to the emergency. This is not good for you. And then the seventh day, I just gave it all in and went to the hospital. And they, they gave me some medication. It's actually meant for, um, what do you call it, uh, schizophrenia. So really? So to take this and, yeah, it's supposed to help did out it, with the did it work? whole hiccup thing. Yeah, it took about three days. The first day, it kind of slowed down. And the second day, it was getting better. By the time the third, fourth day came, it was gone. I hope Bo Jackson's yeah, it, listening it, to this. I was going to say... <laughs> Tag him on Twitter or something. At Bo Jackson. Interesting. Have you had him since, Sal, or do they not come back at all? Um, every now and then, you know how you get something, drink, drink something cold? Yeah. It comes in for a second. Yeah, but every time I get one, I, I get scared. Um, I get freaked I, out. I don't blame right. you. That sounds terrible. I'm now nervous uh, about hiccups. Never don't was. drink a Coke. Don't, don't drink anything cold, Slee, or you'll get hiccups for a week. Thanks, Sal. Uh, this is the quote from the Bo Jackson story. Again, Bo Jackson said he's had hiccups since July. Oh, yeah, for since since July. So we're closing in on a year. I've done everything. Scare me, drink water upside down, smell an ass of a porcupine. It doesn't work. I didn't know that that was a uh, like what, what's a country remedy. I didn't know that. That's, that's a well known one. Yeah, I, I've heard scare. I've heard drink water upside yeah. down. Plug your ears and drink a glass of water. All those things. Taylor, you grew up on a farm. Any porcupines on the farm? No porcupines, but I can attest to the the plug in your ears and drinking out of a straw. That's always works for me. I don't know why Bo's not trying that. Yeah. Well, he went straight to the porcupine. <laughs> <laughs> 
That seems like could be with his resources. That, that, this guy can't that find seems him. like somebody said. I wonder if I can get Bo Jackson to smell a porcupine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him that's how it works. It seems aggressive for Bo. Just run up the side of a wall, Bo. Go get your bow and arrow out. <laughs> your Bo go Jackson. do whatever it is. Yeah, just tell him to go away, or you'll mess him up. That that would work. All right, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be on Black Friday. Remember, the NFL is. Yeah. Got a new game that they're going to play the Friday after Thanksgiving. They've got the three games on Thanksgiving. They're going to have a Black Friday game, and it's the Jets against the Dolphins. Dolphins also have one of the games that's in Germany against the Chiefs. Okay. So apparently the NFL has decided that the country wants to see the Dolphins quite a bit. Not quite sure why, but whatever. Emily said this when the the news of the Jets and the Aaron Rodgers marriage just first percolated, that we're going to get an absolute – endless stream of national jet games and i think that's a good indication em right that they're going to give us aaron Rodgers every which way every chance they get new york plus star quarterback plus kind of look good division he's really good good division and he's kind of peculiar it's like a perfect storm of what to put on tv the division is the only thing that excites me about that is that he's gonna have to go up against good teams right that and listen if he's has a lot of success and all of a sudden the jets are they're right in the hunt. They're part of the playoff picture. Cool. I'm good for all those games. But man, is there anything worse than when you're forcing something down and it doesn't work out? Right? That you're you're Look Russell you, Wilson and the Rams, both of them yeah. last year. The, the Rams. But at least the Rams, you had a legitimate. Nobody thought it was going to happen this way. And then as the season started, you're like, oh, that's not good. No. How many more televised games do they have? Five. <laughs> they had six total. Yeah. Thankfully, they got flexed out of one. But Russell Wilson. I don't like Russell Wilson, but I didn't think Russell Wilson was going to be a bad player. I didn't I didn't think that they were going to be a dreadful team the way that they were. And they were on Monday night football, Sunday night football, Everywhere. Thursday night football, yeah. all over the place. And there is a world that exists where the Jets and Aaron Rodgers are not good. Yeah. It, it, it's they, it, We just saw it. It could very easily happen again. Now, Emily, I think you and I, a little bit unlike Al, if the Jets are bad and we get to see Aaron Rodgers lose in front of the world, oh, I think we'll be here for that. Money. Christmas for you guys over there. <laughs> and then the, the New York media is going to tear him up. Yeah, it's going to be great. How many do you think the Rams get? I, I, I think the over, if I set the over under it, prime, primetime game. So we're talking Monday night football, yeah. Sunday night football, Thursday football. Okay. okay, those three slots. I have a number. I, I'm going to set the over under at two and a half. Which one are you taking? I'll go over. You're gonna, you think you're going to get more than two? Yeah. Three. I get three. You get three primetime They games. won five games last year. Yeah. L.A. Rams. Make the case. Los Angeles market. Um, they just had a bad season. You still have some of the best players in the NFL. Do you? Representing the Rams. Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup. Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and Matthew Stafford. They've <laughs> yeah. got three really good players. Mm-hmm. And then a whole bunch of let's see what happens next. Some of it will be matchups. They just want to put the Niners on there with the Rams. Have, some of it, some of it will be the opponents in general. I think that's why, on there. I think that's why they get three. Mm-hmm. I think that's three because they play the Cowboys, they play the Giants, Steelers, they play the Eagles, they play the Steelers, they play the Bengals. Those are all five teams that the rest of the country is excited to see. Whether the Rams are and the 49ers, throw them in there too to make yeah. six. That's six opponents. If half of those land, Cowboys are in prime time every other week. The, the showcase of SoFi too. Just there, there's that's there's part ways of to there's they, way to they don't go out of their way though to put teams that were pretty crummy the year before 
in a ton of prime time. I think it's more the opponents. I also, think you're, you're spot on. One thing to keep your eye on uh, right now, Aaron Donald is speaking with the Porters right now for the first time since he uh, had a season-ending injury last season, so in 2022. So something may come out of what Aaron Donald has to say about the Rams, but I don't know. There, I, I also agree with Slee that it's probably three, but uh, I would be shocked if it's more than that. I think it's two or three. I think that's why I, I, two. If you said, "Hey, you could determine how many nationally televised games," I tell you, one is is good. I want a Thursday. I want give me if, if you're asking me if there's a hey, traff. Look, you get to set the Rams schedule. I want two. I want them both on Thursdays because I want to double dip and just get it and done. Not have and you I want, want to not Sundays. have a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I want Sunday. Mondays are fine too. You can, you can yeah, the, Mondays. You but can I'm sixteen. Okay I'm with you on the double dip. Yeah. Consistently getting the 10, 10 o'clock slot. No international. Ten o'clock slot. Get us out on Sunday. Or they're early. in the they're in the Eastern Time Zone five times this year. Mm. Wow. That, I think they were only in it once last year. It's a totally different. Yeah. Your setup. problem is. Yeah. Last year we had four thirty almost every game. Right. Friday night starts rolling around. You're already thinking about Sunday. I got to do my prep. I got to think about whether Saturday. You told me is basically shot. Saturday Saturday night is shot. Saturday morning and afternoon are, are lovely, fine. but you know I like to get over there. I like to get there early. I like to make sure the espresso machine is up and running. I like to make sure that all of my people are over in the under right the espresso machine. In under the well, ten I, games, I don't, I don't care what the number the ten you games under. you have. It's only worked it's like six four. times. It's good for four. So this will be Four and the a half. third season we've been inside SoFi. I think yeah. it's been operational for seven games. <laughs> <laughs> and the Super Bowl wasn't one of them. It's good. When it works, it's pretty good. They have cans of work. Starbucks Nitro. Just have some good um, well. Mountain Dew like I do every game. You are Mountain Dew and Cheetos? Yeah. Is that your? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, whatever. Whatever. We, 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 we all hit lunch. the spread. Yeah. That's yeah. A, Kirk, Emily, and I do work on the spread. All three of us get after that it's pretty yummy. good. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, so this this feels like it's a trend that's going to happen. It, it happened in baseball. It's kind of working its way uh, towards the NBA right now. J.J. Redick, who is a former NBA player, current uh, ESPN analyst, podcaster, and yeah. really interesting guy. He's a, he's a thoughtful, interesting guy. Interviewed for the head coaching job for the mm. Toronto Raptors. Apparently the Celtics have also considered adding J.J. Redick as an assistant coach, and I think this is kind of the new thing, right? Find a guy that was in the league relatively soon, surround him relatively recently, surround him with capable assistants and guys that can just relate to a player right now as opposed to a guy that's in his 50s or 60s. So I'm going to give you a couple examples here, and I don't know what the perfect methodology is, and I think anytime you find a coach that has success at a young age, you're going to find probably five that didn't have success. It sure. happens. I remember when Luke Walton was um, hired as a Lakers head coach. Right. And you had a young nucleus of players that he's going to kind of work with them and continue to go. And I remember talking about, I'm like, all right, let's, let's think of Luke Walton's path. He was under Lute Olson in, uh, at Arizona, uh, coached by Phil Jackson. Um, uh, there were the ties of Steve Kerr when he was an assistant with the Golden State Warriors. Yep. Right. Came in as an interim member. They went on that run. It seemed like it's impossible for Luke Walton. I think he's going to have a lot of success in the NBA. Why wouldn't he? He, doesn't, he wasn't never the best player. Can see things from a perspective that's kind of a little bit different. Steve Nash. Steve Nash got the job in Brooklyn, right? And got it pretty fast. Um, there's another guy. I'm like, this guy was so smart on the floor. He was so this. He was so that. Why wouldn't it work as a coach? 
So the J.J. Redick thing, I'm just using as an example of those other two. I thought they were going to be good coaches yeah. in the NBA, and I was way off. J.J. What, Redick seems like he could be a good coach you, in the NBA. I have no idea. You bring up two really good examples. The reason, I, I think, if I'm Luke Walton, if I'm making the case for Luke Walton, the reason it didn't work for Luke Walton here, and he was in Sacramento too, yeah. he never had any good players. I don't care if you, if you gave Phil Jackson bad players, he's going to have a bad basketball team. Look at Greg Popovich right now. Did Greg Popovich forget what he's doing? No. He has lousy players. Right, you can't turn chicken bleep into chicken salad. You, How about you Steve can't Nash? Nash had that's a more interesting one because yeah. Nash was given a much better situation, but there, there's a but circumstances. You also gave him one of the most peculiar guys in the league, and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, you also gave him. Katie was out the first year. Katie was hurt, and you got Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, and I'm supposed to figure this out. Good luck, Ben Simmons is. One of Harden the great made mysteries. His way there. Harden was there. Like that, that that was a weird one too. But you would think with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you could at least survive longer than Steve Nash did. Yeah, the JJ thing. Uh, look, I will say this: if there's an attractive coaching job in the NBA, Toronto's got a really nice young players. Um, Idoka has definitely been a uh, – he's definitely a, a president of basketball operations that has shown he could put together a roster. That's an interesting job there, rather than you're going to go take over the Orlando Magic or one of those. The Milwaukee job's still open, right? They haven't yeah. they haven't filled that. That's yeah. the best job available, right? I mean, it's got Giannis. Mm-hmm. They, they were the NBA champions two years ago. It is the best job, yeah. and it's going to come with expectations right it, out the but, gate. Yeah, that's not a job for somebody that's getting their feet wet. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you look at Darvin Ham, who who was you know never been a head coach before. Spolstra had never been a head coach and took over that he job. Got blessed by Riley, though. That's like a totally different scenario. You're right, and but there were moments. Remember, they lost their first year. Looked yeah. like they were going to crumble. There were times Dwayne Wade was arguing with him in the. And yeah. now we look at Eric Spolstra and say he's running circles around every head coach that's out there. That knowing that Pat Riley has your back, though, is an amazing. Because there's the stories about LeBron. You're right. When he first went to Miami. And he's You're like, right. Hey, this might not be working out, and Riley's like, Tough. You know what? He's your guy. You better figure it out with He's him. He's literally one of the only ones where Pat Riley can say, yep. He's, and everybody's like, well, something's going on here. He's right. And it turns yeah. out and that he was right. And so whenever Spolstra decides that he wants to go you know, fly fishing for the rest of his life or whatever it is he wants to do, and Riley picks the next guy, there's like a 99% chance that he's going to pick the right guy. Yeah, you're right. All right, next one. It is National Golf Day. I play golf. I love golf. I yeah. watch golf, all these things. I didn't know there was a national day, and if I can lodge a complaint with who's ever in charge of these things, a Wednesday? Really? This has to be on a Friday, Saturday, or a Sunday. But it you can call off work and say, hey, it's National Golf Day. I, I can't go golfing call, all day. I can't okay, call let's off do work this. To, go to, to go play golf. I'd let's like do to, this. but I can't. Let's do this. I know you're frustrated because it fell on Wednesday. a Wednesday. Come on, man. Um, but let me just let me throw this out there for you, and, and you tell me. National Golf Day, and it's Saturday. Okay. Actually, which day you want it? Do you want it Sunday or Saturday? Uh, Saturday, for they sure. You want it Saturday. For sure, Saturday. Give me – you. It, it's your golf course. You pick any time. What, what's the best time to play on a Saturday? 8 o'clock in the morning. 8 a.m. Saturday. Um, do you already have the three players that you want to play with, the three buddies? Yes. Or do you want to limit it to two? Or what, no, what I, do you want I to want do? my dad and two of my golfing buddies. Okay, That's so what I want. there's your four. And now you're picking, I'm giving you any course We're that you want to play. You're at Pebble Beach. Yes. Keep um, going. I like this game. How the many perfect drinks? amount of time 
that you're going to spend golfing on that Saturday? What's too much, too little? What's the perfect amount of time? Well, the day we're talking about, yeah. I, and I play. What time do you want to be done? I play really fast out. Okay. My dad plays really fast. My friends who I enjoy playing golf with play really fast yeah, as so well. Yeah, so it's basically a 15-second uh, pitch clock. It, it, kind of. Yeah. We, we go really fast. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go fast at Pebble Beach. I want to save our Pebble okay. Beach. So five hours. Five hours, 18 holes, you're done at one. Yeah. And then are you going somewhere else or you're staying right there and you're going to eat, you're going to go directly to... Um, There's a place called the Tap Room right behind the 18th green at Pebble Beach that may or may not have these red leather booths with the green lights over and all this famous memorabilia. And there might be TVs and there might be a bartender there yeah. that knows just how to make that martini. There might be a French dip sandwich in that place, Al, that might be the best one I've ever had in my life. And they come out with that nice salty au jus. The fries may or may not be perfect. I'm just guessing at these things, but this sounds like a pretty good day. Ladies and gentlemen, that is National Golf Day. That is your perfect golf day. Right that there. sounds pretty good, and I'm going to have... I know nothing about anything, and I want to be there. I, I want a caddy. And, and Well, see, here's the problem. If you're my caddy and you're welcome to do it, you're going to be lugging around a 12-pack of Coors Light, too. Not only do you have to carry my clubs, but you're going to need to carry the 12-pack for the group. I'm out. <laughs> and the ice that goes along too with much it. weight. It's a lot. It's a lot. Also, before we move on... Great description. It is a final. Uh, the Dodgers win. Eight to one. Okay, that game started at ten forty. Yes. Two hours and thirteen minutes. It's good. And that's with nine runs total. Clayton Kershaw. Granted, only one came from Milwaukee. Absolutely fantastic. Let's see. Hold on. I want to see how good. Seven innings. Is it up there right now? No, I just I know he went seven. Hold on, I'm going to pull this up right here. He 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 had the bad outing against San Diego, yep. and and remember I said, hey, he had a bad outing. Whatever. Clayton Kershaw, seven innings, five hits, one run. Five strikeouts, uh, no walks. Excuse me, eight strikeouts, no walks. Uh, he gave up the one-run solo home run. Yeah, he's 35 or six years old and still just setting guys down. By the way, Milwaukee's good. Just set them down. In so order. that's how many straight series they've won? I think that's seven. seven. I think that's seven series in a row that they've won. Playing as good as baseball as anybody. By the way, Freddie Freeman um, – yeah, just two for five, a home run, three hour. Yeah, not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. Aaron Donald was speaking uh, earlier today, like Emily mentioned. He was asked the question of whether or not retirement was something that he'd considered, and he said, quote, it never really crossed my mind. I never quite understood that. Why? I, I know that he said after the Super Bowl year that he really gave it some thought. He wanted yeah. to spend time with family. How hard would it be to leave when you are the absolute best at something? Yeah. I, I understand once it starts to go a little bit. But if you're the absolute best at what it is that you do, and Aaron Donald definitely is, how do you leave at the very pinnacle of your Okay, think about all the greats that went too long. They couldn't let go. Sure. They couldn't. And they were starting to play. Their their play um, was only getting worse, and they tried to stay around the game for as long as they can. Can you imagine any of those players at their best leaving? Plus, it's at the price you pay playing football. You think about okay, I'm a I'm a young I'm still a young guy. Andrew I'm still Luck. one of the greatest of all time. I can walk away, still know I'm going to the Hall of Fame. All that stuff. Football is the different uh, one because of that. Yeah, that you could leave healthier. Yep, that's, that's why there are guys, interesting guys, but retiring so in their late twenties. I'm trying. To, luck is an interesting one. Yeah, but, but, like but he you're right. Got the, out early. the football thing that you mentioned, maybe we just didn't weigh it enough. That's the one because if somebody does it in basketball, if somebody did it in baseball, I'd be like, well, why? 
I mean, right. The, the safety isn't. Yeah, but I mean, I see it in base. I mean, I remember Steve Carlton as a long reliever in Minnesota. I mean, uh, every, people talk about yeah, Willie Mays swinging around the years. outfield. I mean, but those those guys didn't. Those guys hung around. They too hung long. around a little too long, but they also didn't. Li- they weren't great in year 24 and terrible in year 25. Right. They, they, like Aaron Donald is in year whatever it is. So you're saying walk right. away on the top. He, he is that the top. best that, that, at that, what he does. That's got to yeah. be so tough to. You're the best at what you do, and you're deciding to leave then. Yeah, like, no, that's that hard. Leave a lot of questions of, man, what if I did this in the rest of my career, whatever Speaking it is. of people that have stayed around a super long time, happy Ireland? birthday oh, to no. Keenan Thompson, who turns 45 <laughs> hey! today. He's been on SNL, I think, longer Since than anyone Since I was ever. a kid. He's been on, yeah. I think he's the longest I remember growing member. up watching wow. Keenan Thompson on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> he is so good. Hosts every he's game terrific. show sketch they have. He's, he's always terrific. like the game. He's, yeah, he's so good. good. Yeah, he, he, The mayor of, uh, of TV. He's not the best cast member ever. That's... Eddie Murphy or Will Ferrell, depending on what, what you like, but he is the guy that has been consistently good for the And longest. the longest running. I think oh, he's yeah. been on Saturday Night Live longer than, and Ireland he, will know the answer, that's longer than been. anybody. He, he might take over after Anyone long. ever. Yeah. Is, is, is there anybody even close? Yeah. Uh, Daryl Hammond, Hammond was on for about 15 years, but Keenan's been on there 20. He didn't have the impact of Keenan. No, like although Daryl Hammond sketch. had some great impressions. And you guys know that Daryl's still on the show. You know how? Is he uh, right? He introduces the names. There you go, Emily. Oh, uh, nice. He replaced, was it Don Pardo that was the Don voice Pardo. of Yeah, Pardo. Don Pardo. Wow. He was the voice of every game show, yes, too. He Don was. Pardo yes, was. he was. He also was Trump before Alec Baldwin was. Correct. So he did back Trump. before yeah. Trump was a candidate. Trump now on SNL. That guy is crazy good. <laughs> I mean, fantastic. he's like got it nailed. Yeah, that's yeah. James Austin Johnson. Yeah, yeah he's, he's terrific. really good. Let's do a little super cross talk. So, Ireland, do you have all that SNL trivia off the top of your head? Or are you I like do. a historian of this? He's SNL what? guy. Yeah, it's my favorite show of all time. It started when I was in high school, so I think I've watched it every single year that it's wow. been on, good and bad. Have you yep. watched it this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, they've they're shut down now for the writer's strike. Oh, I think it's been great. Ooh, I think the guy makes, the guy that uh, yeah. Ireland's talking about who does the Trump impression is really, really funny. There are too many cast members right now. There are a lot, but they're, they're starting to, like some of these cast members are starting to pop, I think, a little bit. Yeah, but you need to find them before you have the field of 30 people that yeah, show but, you up know, on opening night. As Ireland knows, we've, I mean, we've gone through this with Saturday Night Live. We went through dark ages with Saturday Night Live where it just didn't work for whatever reason. I, I even watched during those periods because somebody ultimately somebody is going to pop. Kinda, yeah. kinda it's like, a weird animal, you guys. There have been ridiculously talented comedians who've actually been cast members on Saturday Night Live and got buried. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Ju- yeah, she's yeah. the one you think of. Yeah. Jay, Mo- Jay Moore did it. Did Jay Moore. Couldn't, yep. get, couldn't get on the air. Um, you know, so, Jenny Slate. Right. And, Jenny and, Slate. That's a good name, yeah. Yeah, a lot of these people have. And, and so the hardest thing is, and, and Jim Carrey auditioned twice, got turned down. Hmm. You know, so it's it's a hard nut to crack, but once you get in there, like what they did this year was they did a reset. They let go of a bunch. Kate McKinnon was the biggest loss because she oh, was yeah. a huge innings eater. They've kind of replaced Cecily her Strong was a She's big right. loss. 80. I think Cecily Strong's fantastic. She's great. Now she's so great. Heidi Gardner is the new Kate McKinnon. She's in almost every skit now. She's good. Um, they've got a cup. James Emma Us- No. Mm. I don't know that one. Ego Wodum. Ego Wodum. She's yeah. very funny. Yeah, she's good too. Do they my still favorite Ego ratings wise. Yeah, it's it it. Well, everything's down ratings wise, but the the more people watch SNL now on 
stream stream mm-hmm. and and like that you YouTube. can go watch individual every, sketches yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. can go watch individual sketches on their website now more than ever before the best ego note uh Wodum sketch is did you ever see mace the time that um she was playing Dion Warwick. Yo, yeah, as if yeah, as, as, a if, talk show. as if Dion Warwick had her own talk show. And then Dion Warwick went on the show. Yeah. Right. So the first five guests, she basically the guests would come out and she'd say, "Okay, I'm here with Burt Reynolds." Bert, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and then the next person comes out, and and uh, and it would be like Carl Sagan. Uh, why don't you believe in the afterlife? Yeah. What is wrong yeah. with you? And then Dion Warwick comes out, and she goes, "I only have one question." Why are you so fabulous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she also does Lisa from Temecula, which is like the sketch right now where the table gets all shaky and it's very fun. No, I think it's better than you think it is right I, now. I, I'm a fan of the show. Like, I, I don't know it as well as John does, but I do watch it almost every week. But I, I did not think this was I've talked season. to Travis so- It hangs on the guest host. Yeah, yeah it if does. If the guest host is good, the show is good. By I, the way, the, the, the dream guest host, he's done it five times. And you'd be shocked at how good all five of these episodes are. Justin Timberlake. Oh, he's great. Oh, he's great. Yeah. You know like, what? In a box. The box. Yeah. yeah, yeah the box is very he's famous. He's really good every time yeah. he goes. When he does the one where he's dressed up as the hot dog or the sandwich and yeah, he's handed yeah. out flyers on the street. Uh, you know, I've interviewed on, on the uh, Culture Pop podcast, uh, I've interviewed so many cast members and former SNL writers. And, you know, they say that week is just, first of all, it's 24 hours a day for all intents and purposes. Right. Um, it was for a long time, especially drug those guys fueled. in the 70s, <laughs> drug-fueled, yeah. Uh, and on top, and it's just a cutthroat. Inv- like, there are well, always people who say, yours, right? I, my sketch shouldn't have been cut. Right. My sketch mm-hmm. was that. It's yeah. very competitive. Trap, do you know the rehearsal live show dynamic? I know that they do the dress several hours before the actual show. Only two hours before. Yeah, and if it doesn't hit, they cut things out of it, right? Right. When you go, you have the choice. Mason and I have been incredibly lucky. Um, Mason has a friend from his days of theater ownership named Jeff Blake, who was an executive at Sony. President of Motion Picture Distribution at Sony. And Jeff still listens to the show. Sent us an email yesterday uh, when we were talking about something. But um, Jeff's son, Jeffrey... Um, he, Jeff has a son. Mason and I are both named after our dads. So when Mason was a little kid, he was Stevie. I was Johnny. Jeff Blake is Jeffrey, but we all just call him Jeff. Is a studio, is a talent exec on SNL now. So he's gotten us all in to see it. We've I've seen it twice live. Mason's seen oh, it. Lisa's seen it. It's so good. It is. Jeff, once you see it, you're hooked forever because you don't realize they're working without a net. You know, they're the, the guy, yeah. the stage manager's yelling, 30 seconds. And they're, and like, grabbing people by the shoulder and, and wow. pulling them onto and the Kate, set. Kate McKinnon's in a bra, and she's changing costumes. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's just... It's, there's nothing erotic about it, by the way. She's, like, running around naked in her laundry, but you're just wondering, is she going to make this? Yeah, like, no. Are you going to make this? Changing costumes, changing mm. makeup. I mean, it's unbelievable to watch. And then they yell 10 seconds, and you're like, okay, no way. This is going to bomb. No one's ready. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy goes, five seconds. <laughs> yeah, they have that in the cold open where the guy and, yells the five seconds yes. thing. And then it starts, and they just nail it every Organized time. Chaos. So yeah. who, who is the – for it's me – like the Golden State offense. Right? Controlled chaos. <laughs> yeah, for me, so. the guy that – he wasn't there very long, but the, the batting average was just through the roof, and he hasn't been on the show for 40 years, Yeah, was Eddie Murphy. 
Oh, I whether it was probably Buck- the biggest star ever to come out of the cast. Yeah. Well, because he had he had Buckwheat, he had Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, he had Celebrity Hot Tub, like every single thing he did. Gumby, 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 was I'm Gumby. Damn it! Have it you is- ever seen? Have you ever seen when he does Stevie Wonder and Joe Piscopo does Sinatra? It's oh, incredible! It's and amazing. they sing at a piano. You are black, and I am white. <laughs> you are blind as a bat, and, and I, I have sight. sight. <laughs> you know, it's just it's the greatest. So if we. We take him off the board who's the best like just not the best your personal favorite because there's chris farley will yep. yeah it's will it's will ferrell yeah will ferrell can i throw a sneaky one in there and again, sure was there a long time but just the batting average was through the roof yep was bill Hader. Oh, Bill Hader, so B- good. B- Bill Hader's voices, his impressions, yep. the one where he does with the puppet that smokes. Yes, yes. Stefan. Stefan, there you go. That's a really good, he did that on Weekend Update. <laughs> Stefan was such a hands over his, his mouth. mouth. Yeah. The hottest club is. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, by, is anybody watching Barry? Am I the only one that's watching Barry on HBO? On Barry oh, it's so good. It's turned into Breaking Bad. Ah. It's turned into this weird variation, sort of a very funny, dark version of Breaking Bad. It's really, really good. And Nobody, so, huh? Ireland, I, I watched Barry. I have not seen it. No, I haven't seen Barry. Do you like Barry, Em? So I liked the first two seasons a lot. Yes, And I think the last two seasons are very much Bill Hader's auteur masterclass. He's directing them all, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's his vision is very clear. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the vision all the time, but I think it's still a worthwhile show. But he's a Walter White kind of character. Mm. Yes, is and it's, Noho it's, Hank it's, it's way darker. Noho Hank is still there. <laughs> Noho Anthony Kerrigan, one of the funniest character actors on TV. Yeah, when they had the episode where the little girl karate. Oh my God, the little girl karate (laughs) master episode with him and Stephen Root in the car, and she's like jumping all over. Oh, such a great episode! The motorcycle episode. So bizarre. Motorcycle. That motorcycle episode is incredible. I think this this kind of goes back to one of the things I think it was Brian Kamenetsky said about me that I lack whimsy. That 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 was one of those. Yeah, I'm out at this point. It was interesting, but I'm like, this show doesn't make any more sense. The whimsy, I think, is gone. It's just, it's just dark now. It's dark. It's not completely dark. It's just whimsy-less. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, is, it's is whimsy-free. We were talking earlier today. Uh, I don't, Emily, you might remember how we got on like little kid superstitions that Factor we had. Oh yeah, right. So that if you ate your gum as a kid, it would stay in your stomach sure, for thirty years. Sure, you're going to get swallowed up by kick uh, by quicksand. Yes, if you went wandering through the. Did you have any of those? Uh, My yeah. mom's big one was. If you eat, you can't go in the pool uh, that's, for okay, 30 minutes. That was minutes. exactly mine. You have to wait that. 30 minutes before yeah. you go in because the pool. Because you'd get a cramp and drown, Yeah, right? it never made any sense. I always thought this is made-up mom rule. Uh, but I waited. I, I waited a half hour. I'm yeah, like, well, you know. When I was yeah. a little kid, I had no choice. My mom was like, "No, you sit on this. Uh, you sit on this towel until thirty minutes is up, and then you can go back in the pool." Yeah, that that was mine. All right, another one which is somewhat related to what we're talking about, not necessarily as a kid, but. I hope everybody knows that when they tell you you can't use your cell phone on a plane <laughs> because you could mess up the navigation, no, you can't. You cannot mess up the navigation on a 767 by using something you bought at radio. Although, <laughs> please put it in airplane, airplane mode. mode. 
Does well, anybody just, actually do it? Yeah, I do it just to save the battery. Yeah, if, you, if you don't, I don't. You'll you'll land and I, it'll be at zero. Well, I, John, I know you're a West Wing fan like I am. There's a whole yeah. there's a scene where Toby talks to the, the stewardess about I can't scramble the signals of this. This is a White House protected airplane right. that you're not bringing it down with a phone that costs eighty bucks. Like one of the most exciting moments on a flight is when you are getting ready to land. <laughs> I shouldn't even be saying this. <laughs> you're getting ready to land, and finally the the uh, the, the, the you, you get bars again, oh, okay. and you're like, "Oh, I'm texting. I'm checking my email from before. Oh, I'm in airplane mode. No, I'm actually just texting away." God forbid we're out of touch with the rest of humanity for more than an hour. Yeah, you need to yeah, get your, exactly. Your messages, Trav. Back. You should give uh, John your National Golf Day perfect golf. Did you know that today is National Golf Day, Ireland? Yeah, but what, it's a. It, we all have to work. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Like, why, why it's on a Wednesday doesn't make any sense. But give me, give me your location and the other three people in your foursome and on your dream golf day. Um, I would go Augusta, and I would go with the guys I play with on Sundays. I'd get which one of them is worthy, and then two other guys, Tim and Patrick. That's who I would do it with. You know, uh, when I played. That sounded like the one, your swing. There wasn't the any one contact. time you played. Yeah, no, you know what? You know how I, I you know I how I got my swing right, Jorge. You ready? Angelina Jolie. That no was contact. the proper. No, no, that was the no, proper. Play it again, Jorge. There's no contact. This um, is Mason's and, swing. Yeah, no. I think there's a. No, I think it I'm in the middle of the fairway. I'm hitting grass. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. I just hit grass. I didn't John, hit there's no else. contact to that. I'm not losing my mind, right? Well, then that is Mason's swing. <laughs> yeah, that I'm is saying. my swing. As a matter of fact, my swing too. Saying. No, I although Don't worry about that. you know this is like pickleball. I got like not totally embarrassingly bad played, and John, I was I, I wasn't good by any stretch. You were respectfully mediocre, but I but I was mediocre. It's yeah. good. A mediocre. Your best round is in front of you, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely exactly. in front of me. It is definitely somewhere. So in when the we distance. played, I gave Mason thirty strokes for nine holes. Yeah, and he hung in till the eighth hole. Yeah, so you that was pretty good. Or something you couldn't get out, something like that. Uh, no, but no. The eighth hole was the one. It had a big. It was a par three trap that had a big carry, even oh, from the front tees. I'm and he, screwed and that up. Was, he couldn't worry. make the carry. I don't have the distance for for those big carries. He had, to, he had to carry like 205 to get to the green, and he couldn't like do it. yeah 205. Right, Arlen, give me give me 90 seconds or so on what the vibe is in San Francisco from Warrior people. Are they nervous? Do they know that this thing is is over on okay. the precipice? Or so, what's going on? So here's here's the weird thing. I have I realize the two things I'm about to say are completely conflicting opinions. Okay, okay, but there's two things I I'm having trouble believing. The first one is. Mason thinks this series is over. Yeah, it is over. So does Michael. Yeah, I agree. So does Al. Yeah, I agree. I, I could not be less confident. I mean, I they're the Warriors. But they've only climbed out of a 3-1 hole as uh, one time. Right. John, and, they're also with, not playing like the Warriors. Right. But so on, on one hand, I've got that going, um, that there is no way. Everybody says there's no way the Lakers can lose this series. Sure there is. They lose three games, it's over. But the other thing is, having said that, no one, I'm assuming, Mace, you're in this group yep. boat, too. No one's given the Lakers a chance tonight. I um, am. I, am. I, I, I think, think they're going to win tonight. I, I think they can win tonight. I think yeah. they can either win close or get blown out. I think it's I think it's A or B. If it plays, by the way, let's kind of simplify this. If it plays out like it has so far where the Lakers are great on defense, that they got some other player that steps up, that the a lot of these Warrior players Who's can't Who's tonight's really Lonnie on. Walker? 
Probably not Lonnie Walker. No, it's not, I, yeah. I don't think it's not. You think it's D'Lo? D'Lo. I think it's Austin it could, Reeves. It could go yeah. back to one of the same guys that have been there a couple different times. There's yeah. something weird in the universe, John, if you and I are on the same page when it comes to the Lakers. It's not that a good sign. That doesn't well, happen. Not I was sign. thinking about you this week, Trav. Would you, and be honest. I'm not trying to throw you under a bus here or anything. I'll be Would you still get out of the LeBron business at the end of the year? You've been saying no. that for two years. No, I wouldn't. Because, and, and here's why. It has nothing to do with LeBron. Star effing driven <laughs> Right. It has everything to do with Anthony Davis seems to have become Anthony Davis again. Right. And, and that role reversal that we were hoped was going to happen last year or the year before is finally, we're so finally you, So are you now ready it? to say, I was wrong? Oh, never. What do you think? You'll never say Like, I, wa- I wanted to trade Anthony Davis when they were 2-10. and 10. I was wrong. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't think I can form that sentence. Yeah. But I was wrong. I, I, I want LeBron around because AD can be the best player on the team, and we're seeing how that looks when LeBron is not that, yeah. and it looks pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, – I don't think the town would put up with a rebuild. And I, I know you want well, to rebuild. Well, we did six that. years of it, and the town that, was not happy. But they don't need to rebuild right now. Yeah. They got a good squad. Right. right. They got a good so squad. So you were wrong. About what? <laughs> About the whole get out of the LeBron business. Super Crosstalks powered by Internet. That's what the hamburgers are all about, and we yeah. will see you tomorrow. <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.